What do you call this? This is the vibe. You've got the vibe. My favorite podcast. It's the WCLT Vibe Podcast. Thanks to Licking Knox Goodwill. And now with the latest vibe, here's Graham Campbell. Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Licking and Perry County's annual Bowl for Kids fundraiser is coming up on Saturday, April the 22nd. So we took the opportunity to talk to the new executive director about the event and about the organization overall. My name is John Allen Wilson II. I am the executive director of Big Brothers and Big Sisters of Licking and Perry County. So you have an event coming up, the the Bowl for Kids. Uh, Tell us about that. Well, it's our largest event of the year. Uh, It's an annual tradition uh, that so many people in the community have been a part of it for so many years. I know even myself, before I was part of the organization, I had done the fundraising and led teams, and it's at Park Lanes, as everyone in the community is familiar with. So what happens? I mean, when, if I go to Bowl for Kids, what am I going to experience? When you come that day, it's really all about having fun and supporting the organization. Uh-huh. And obviously, we bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so can I walk in off the street and say, here's my donation to the organization. I want to bowl a frame or two or how to- is it like that, or do I have to come with some friends? We do want you to go onto our website. Uh, it's www.bbbslp.org, and you can go on there and sign up. You do need to sign up in advance. Uh, there are limited lanes, and we have three different time slots, and they fill up pretty quickly. So you would want to do that in advance for sure, but right now we still have available lanes. You would want to bring a team, uh, typically, Each team is about five people. Uh, We ask that each team does their part to raise $100 per person, $500 per team is the goal. And when you come that day, you would bring, bring your money and you would get, there's, there's food there. We always partner with different local businesses. I know Pizza Cottage in particular has partnered with us for many years. And so there's, there's pizza, there's, there's just a, a great fun time for everybody. I don't have to have $100 burning a hole in my pocket. I can get five friends to each sponsor me for $20 each. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, we would want you to go out and, and seek the support of your friends and your neighbors to sponsor you to do that. And on our website, there is a way that you would register your team, and then they can go on. And I know in these days, a lot of people are cashless. They want to be able to use their, their uh, debit cards and credit cards to do things. And so you can go right online and do that yourself or have your friends support you online. So that's a really great way of raising funds. Is there a goal for the, for the event? Our goal annually is to raise $100,000. And that sounds like a lot of money, but I can tell you we've, we've reached that goal before and we're confident we're going to reach that goal again. Um, and, and it does go a long way into supporting our mentorship programs. And if I, um, if I had a business and we weren't bowling really, but we wanted to support the event, is there a, a way that we can uh, uh, get in the spirit of the thing? Oh, absolutely. In fact, we have a lot of corporate sponsors. Uh, now, they will sometimes do teams, but we have a program where, depending on how much and what level you're willing to support us at, and all that information is online, uh, you can get your name or your name and your logo on a banner that is hung and it's posted right there at Park Lanes for five to six months out of the year. So it's a great opportunity. You get advertising for your business, and you're also supporting a great organization. And uh, is there a deadline for me to be a, a, a sponsor? You want to make sure that you did all of this 
by Wednesday, April 5th is the goal at the, at the latest. And actually on that same day, you can come to Chipotle because we are collecting, uh, we have spare change. Uh, spare is obviously a play on words there. <laughs> of, but we have spare change um, piggy banks that you can come down to our office if you'd like to get one. And you can kind of put your change in there and then you would just bring that in. Uh, you can drop it off at our office or like I said, on the 5th of April, between the hours of 4 and 8 p.m., we're going to be at Chipotle in Heath and we'll be collecting that spare change. And, and so it's, it's just a wonderful thing. Cool. Is that the same deadline for the teams to register? You'd want to use that, that same date. Absolutely. Wednesday, April 5th. You are relatively new to your position as executive director. Let, uh, let's talk about that. You're taking over after Jennifer Utrevis, somebody who's cast a pretty big shadow in this community for a long time. I have had several people, uh, amazingly important people in this community, tell me that I have very big shoes to fill. Now, now I will say, her feet are pretty small, actually, and, and I wear a size 14 wide. So if anybody, if anybody can fill a big shoe, it's me. But I will tell you, Jennifer, uh, such an incredible person, someone that, that I truly look up to. I have never met anybody in my life that is more passionate about something than she was about this organization and about taking care of mentoring children that are high at risk. So, so coming into this, this position and doing this, uh, I like to say I, I can't possibly replace her, so to speak. She is, is so unique and so amazing. Uh, I can only hope to, to just grab that baton from her and, and then further the cause in my own way. But there's definitely no way to, to actually fill her shoes. I'll tell you that. You're not exactly new to the field of working with kids as come to this community f directly from this community. For the last 15 years, I have been the children's pastor at Christian Life Center in, in Heath, Ohio. And it's given me an amazing opportunity to connect with both children and parents in our local community. Uh, every opportunity that I have, um, I'm partnering with them to help with difficult situations. I myself personally have mentored so many uh, young men throughout the years, and it's really something that is in my heart. And it's something that uh, being here, being in this community is, is so important to me. I, I can't really imagine myself being anywhere else. What drew you to, to Big Brothers, Big Sisters? Is it because of that work, that prior experience? Well, it's truly an opportunity for me to live out my life's mission and, and do it all the time. You know, previously I worked in, in corporate America and, and I loved the part of corporate America where you could build relationships with people. Um, but really I found it ultimately to, to not really be fulfilling. And, and you know, this is a, a position that I had never really imagined even myself doing. And, and uh, when the discussions started, and it was kind of positioned to me as something that to consider. I, I really did some deep reflection. I really I, I prayed about it and I thought about it and I, and I did my research. And when I started researching the organization, I, I couldn't help. I heard the tagline for the first time, uh, we are defenders of potential. And it really spoke to me. Defenders of potential. That's what I've been doing my entire life. I've been defending the potential of, of, of children 
as they're, as they're growing up. And I've had the amazing opportunity to see children that I've worked with over the years. And now, now I'm, I have their, those children have children of their own. And, and I've seen that kind of come full cycle in my life. And so when I look at this organization, I felt like there was just something about it that, that spoke to me on a level where I, I couldn't, I couldn't say no. Um, just because it is fulfilling such an amazing need in our community. There may be people in our audience who don't know Big Brothers exactly or know about the bowling sure. event, but not much beyond that. Uh, look, can you talk a little bit about what, what the organization does? I was one of those people. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I raised funds for many years uh, for the bowling team, um, but I had never officially been a big myself. I would hear the terminology big and little and what does that mean? And so we look for adults that are willing to kind of take um, young people under their wing and, and not necessarily, we're not looking for parents. You know, we're looking for that, that relationship of a sibling, a big brother, a big sister. That's why we call it that. And, and so when we refer to, we use the terminology big or bigs, we're talking about that adult, that mentor. Uh, and then, you know, the little uh, the little is going to be that youth. It's going to be that person that is in need of help. There's really two different ways that you can be a big. We have our community-based match, which is the original. You know, that's been around since really over 118 years. The community-based match has existed. And that's, that's kind of where you spend four hours a month, you know, outside of, outside of the office, outside of the school, just connecting one-on-one with, with that little and then we have a second opportunity in our community, and it is, we call it um, lunch buddy or our school-based match. And that really gives people in the business world uh, the ability to take a lunch and maybe go to a local school, spend 45 minutes one-on-one, either in a lunchroom, in, in a library, cafeteria. Uh, we have uh, coordinators at those events, um, and generally it'll be anywhere from 5 to 15 um, littles and bigs kind of in the same room at the same time. So it's definitely different than the community-based match, but they're both amazing ways to volunteer and to make a difference in a child's life. What is the currency of that interaction? I mean, what are we talking about? Are we, are we talking about math? Are we doing homework? Uh, are we uh, discussing issues at home? And what, what's going on? That's a good question. You know, I would say generally in the, in the school-based matches when you're coming into the school, um, a lot of times you're going to just be discussing kind of what's going on with their day and, and you may spend some time helping them. We really don't want you to be a tutor. We're not looking for a tutor. So you, you may maybe help them with a math question, but that's not what we're looking for. We are looking for, hey, tell me, how's everything going for you? What, what have you been up to? You know, you, you told me last week when I was here that you had uh, a game, a basketball game. How'd that go? Did you play? You know, how'd you do when you played? We're looking for those personal interactions. And I know that the community-based match is even even more than that because we're looking for interactions. You, you take a kid, you, you go to a park together, you go to a baseball game. But we are looking for people to really make a connection and, and really create a, a long-lasting bond. Does a big, whether they're in the community program or the school-based program, do they have to have answers or are, are you looking more for a listening kind of a dynamic? I've been a parent. I have four children myself. And if you ask me that about myself as a parent, I, 
boy, I wish I could say I always had the answers. So, you know, it's impossible to always have answers, but yes, we want them to listen. We want them to, to really take in what the little is saying, uh, care about those things. But, you know, I, I was, in fact, I was just looking at some of our statistics and 90% of littles were inter- when they're interviewed as adults said that the big helped them to make better choices as a child. 90% helped them to make better choices as a child. That tells me that those bigs were giving answers, at least giving advice, and listening, and then paying attention and giving true life answers. So, so I would say, yeah, we, we want them to have answers, but obviously they're not going to have all the answers. I wish, I wish I had all the answers or knew somebody that had all the answers, but we want them to do their best. Would it be a fair statement to say that a lot of your uh, littles come from a challenging home environment? Absolutely. Generally speaking, they're kind of high risk, yes. Okay. So if your youth are at risk, some of the the challenges or the problems they bring to the table could be extra challenging. Sure. Whether we're talking about substance abuse or uh, violence in the home or uh, near the home. I mean, you're not expecting your big, who may come from a completely different environment, to have a perspective on those issues. We have in-home interviews um, with every single big and every single little. We are very intentional about partnering that relationship. We want to make sure that we are, are giving a, a youth someone that's going to have the capacity to handle to have them as their little, you know, so it, it's definitely not a thing where we're you know, just picking one from the left column and t- taking one from the right column and say, well, that could probably work. It's very, it's much more intentional than that. Okay. We are really breaking that down. And, and I, and you're right. And uh, in, in a lot of these situations, um, things are not ideal and that's why they're part of, part of the program. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, they may not have all of the answers, but we're going to make sure we find somebody that is equipped to be able to be their big. We're not just going to kind of push two people together just because. If things get outside of the experience of the big, there are organizational resources available to them. Absolutely. We would never want to put anybody in any kind of a situation that, that they were having to, you know, keep things a secret or anything like that. We are very, very intentional. We have not only our, our staff, but we have the support of our national organization as well. We have advanced trainings that we, we have them go through and our staff go through as well. Um, so we, we make sure everybody has the support that they need to be able to do effectively what needs to be done. Do you, at this early stage, have a, a sense of what you'd like to do with the uh, organization? What will the, the Wilson years look like? I know that uh, we are coming out of a very difficult time in COVID. You know, that's the word nobody wants to use. <laughs> I know I don't even like saying it. But but it really did um, truly devastate a lot of the the numbers uh, not just our, our local association had, but just really nationally and, and really e- any kind of volunteer uh, organization uh, like we are um, kind of took a hit for that. So the, our first priority is is building back our volunteer base. And, and I know what we're wanting to do very strongly is focus on that community-based match. People that are willing 
to take one or two evenings a month out of their time and spend a couple hours. We're talking about four hours a month. Um, you know, I, I have thought long and hard about what it takes to do that. And it can be difficult. Our most valuable resource we have is time. It's a big ask, but it's the ask that we're asking for because it's a big deal. It is very, very important. We need adults that are willing to take that responsibility on and, and help this next generation. Littles that are part of our program are 46% less likely to begin using illegal drugs. They're 52% less likely to skip school, 27% less likely to begin using alcohol, and they're 33% less likely to physically hit somebody. These are numbers that, are, that we have done research, and it speaks to me the power of what we are doing. I said it at the beginning, we are defenders of potential. We need this next generation to have the support that they need, and that can only be done by people volunteering and taking that responsibility on themselves. For Licking Knox Goodwill and the WCLT Radio Group, I'm Graham Campbell.